4: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Final hour in this Thursday, Trey Lance, formerly of North Dakota State, will join us. Where does he think he's going to go? Where does he hope he's going to go? I don't think he'll I don't think he'll answer either one of those questions. But he's going to join us coming up here. In a little bit. I think by all accounts, everything that I'm hearing, seeing, reading has the Niners taking Mac Jones. But I do think there are people in the 49ers organization who like Trey Lance and trying to talk up Trey Lance. I don't know if it's going to factor in with Kyle Shanahan and his father, Mike, who are making the pick. But it feels like the Niners knew who they were going to pick a month ago when they made this trade But they did their due diligence. It's almost like we know who we want. Now try to talk us out of this. And if you can talk us out of this, then that's the right pick. Maybe Trey Lance is talking the Niners out of this. But by, you know, what I've heard, my source says still think it's Mac Jones, but uh, still believes there's somebody in the organization, at least one person who really likes Trey Lance. But welcome to Draft Day. There's hope in cities across America as teams try to rebuild. And this is, we love this. Because if you're the Lions, you're at least on the clock tonight. You're relevant for 15 minutes. The Bengals. Jags. Jets. Jets every year. Everybody loves today. Because there's hope. Doesn't matter who the teams take. The analysts on TV are going to love every great fit. I mean, it's really rare when somebody goes, what are you thinking? Mel Kuyper called out the Colts for taking Trev Alberts. That was 25 years ago. It's hard to imagine that you have an analyst who's going to call out a team. And the reason why we love that was we thought the same thing. Wait, what are you doing? We say that when we're watching on TV to hear somebody in the moment. And that's what made it so special. You know, it's a day worth being excited about. Sometimes it's not even the obvious picks. Like, no one threw a parade when the Rams took Aaron Donald. Right? Oh, we got an interior lineman in defense. All right, well, maybe we'll get some wide receivers or are running back here. It worked out pretty well. I don't know if the Chiefs fans knew what they had when they traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. Wait, we traded up to get a quarterback in... in uh, you know, we just went 12 and 4. Wait, why did we do that? Or the Bills when they settled for Josh Allen. See, so you focus on those kind of guys where your team does its homework, surprises everybody, and then you get rewarded. Because the Bills fans got rewarded, so did the Kansas City Chiefs. Somebody will be rewarded tonight with a move that you go, "Oh, okay." I take you back to a couple of years ago, Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. Had a source say he's the best player in the draft. And I said, oh, my God, how do I sell this? And I remember coming on the show and I said, hey, my source says the best player in the draft is Quentin Nelson. He's been great. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. But we don't focus on an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman. You focus on quarterback, edge rusher, wide receiver, maybe a running back. But really, this has become a quarterback draft. That's what we care about. Who can you get? When can you get them? How much did you have to give up to go up and get them? There's also the Deshaun Watson question. Been very, very quiet here. Miami was interested in Deshaun Watson and vice versa. Deshaun Watson has famously said he wasn't going to play for the Texans. I mean, he won't play for the Texans, but this has other issues there, legal issues there. We found out that if he is put on the commissioner's exempt list, he can be traded. He could be traded. Do the Dolphins, who flirted with Russell Wilson from what I'm told and flirted with the Texans with Deshaun Watson, still make a run at Deshaun Watson? Because they were going to send Tua and draft picks To the Texans. And then they were going to get Deshaun Watson. From what I'm told, the Texans are trying to get at least some kind of competition between two teams. You want two teams going after Deshaun Watson. Therefore, you can up the ante again because right now you got damaged goods with Deshaun Watson. But, you know, if anything happens with Deshaun Watson, it feels like it would happen as early as next week or Sunday. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo because Adam Schefter had a tweet this morning saying multiple teams expected to contact the Niners today about Jimmy Garoppolo, but in the uh, words of one source, it's remote. Let's see if uh, anything changes in the next 72 hours that he would be traded. Those are just some of the players who are on the periphery here, not with the draft. Garoppolo, I think on Sunday, that's where I'd be curious if teams go, we didn't get our guy. Let's, let's inquire about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to cost you much. Maybe a second-round pick. Probably a third-round pick. And then as far as Deshaun Watson goes, are you willing to take a chance? Yeah, Paulie.
1: Going back to that, let's say this was a real thing and you were running the Dolphins. You, Dan, we're running the Dolphins. And you got a call that said, it's two first-round picks and Tua, and you could have Deshaun Watson with what we know now about his situation. He's eligible to play football been quiet lately you would be getting Deshaun Watson at somewhat of a discount and he is on the field a sure thing and under contract
3: well I would have to have the number six pick overall so I get that one this year and if I get Tua plus I I can move on from Deshaun Watson now I can cleanly move on from this
1: I guess I'm asking more so from the Dolphins side the Dolphins have Tua Mm. under contract a ton of draft capital over the next three years which is ideal. That's what you want. They have they have both. They have a, a rookie quarterback contract and lots of draft capital. Most teams would kill for that. I wouldn't do it. If you're the Dolphins.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't do it. But I need to know. I, I'd have to know more about Tua. Because I do think that they're not sold on Tua. At least not right now. Because his name came up too often here. Where there's smoke, there's fire there. And I think if they could upgrade, then they would have. But uh, if you're comfortable with Tua as your quarterback then i wouldn't do anything crazy because even now you can you can have Tua there and still build your team around Tua even if you don't think he's your your future but i can still have a good quarterback a serviceable quarterback and now i've built this team then i can bring in a rookie quarterback at some point in the next you know 3 3 years now i got his salary and then i can uh, afford to re-sign some of these these big ticket items there but no as much as I like Deshaun Watson, the football player, I I don't I don't I don't want that now. And at that, that cost, because you know, he's a forty million dollar a year guy. I just don't think you're winning when your quarterback makes that kind of money. And that's why everybody's going crazy over getting a rookie quarterback. McLovin, update the poll results, get a couple of phone calls in here, and then uh, Trey Lance will join us coming up.
5: What are we talking about tomorrow morning? A runaway winner is the 49ers pick at number three. Quarterback trades
3: is the second one. All right. Brandy in Desmonet. Hey, Brandy, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, BP.
6: So I'm hoping that you can help me out here with my 17-year-old son who's in online class to where I can either pass this information on or replay the segment. Uh, he has adopted Detroit for his uh, sports <laughs> fandom. Uh, any words of encouragement, hope that he can have over the next three days that the Lions uh, make the right moves, or at least <laughs> the fans can have some hope.
3: What kind of father are you,
6: Brandy? Hey, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I, I really failed.
3: I know, but like, would you rather be a Cowboys fan or a Detroit fan?
6: True, but in Iowa, we have no major sports teams, so everybody <laughs> tends to pick whoever they want, and right now everybody's a Chiefs fan, and then next year they will be a Green Bay fan. So <laughs> he's stuck in Detroit,
3: Pistons fan. Right. I, I mean, I give him credit. Um, not many you know, kids usually latch on to the winner, but uh, Randy, thank you. What do I think the Lions are going to do? Probably not going to be uh, a sexy pick here. I I think they're comfortable with Jared Goff. I don't think they go for a quarterback if there's a quarterback there. They they need they need help in a lot of places there, and that's where I wonder: Do you go and get an impact uh, wide receiver? You know, if you don't get Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, are you willing to take Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, or do you trade down? You know, they, they there's wide receivers to have. The question is. What kind of team do you want to be? Can you trade down, maybe get a couple of different players who could make an impact for you this year? But I I don't think Detroit's done anything saucy tonight. Yeah, Paul?
1: Detroit, the Lions are really the last great NFL story. Like the Jets, if, if they won, it'd be a shocker. But as far as like America rooting for a team, if Detroit somehow made it to a Super Bowl, anyone who didn't have a dog in the fight would go Lions.
3: Anybody else in there, like the Clippers... Haven't made it and won, won a championship. The Cleveland Indians haven't won. Anybody else that we're missing? Bengals? Well, the Bengals have gone to two Super Bowls. The Lions have hosted two Super Bowls. A lot of Thanksgiving games. But the Bengals didn't win. They lost to Joe Montana both times. Oof. In close games. Um. Yeah, the Lions, that would be a pretty miraculous story. You put that there with the Cubs and the Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, yeah. But, but we had heartbreak with the Red Sox. The Cubs were lovable losers. Like, the Lions didn't really have a designation. They were just bad. Like you didn't say, well, they're lovable losers. Or, man, they come so close in heartbreak. The Lions haven't even had that. Like, as a fan, you at least want to get to a point where it does hurt when you lose. With the Lions fans, you know, that they haven't felt that pain. Like, they'd love to have that pain of, oh, you lost in the NFC title game. Like, yeah, give me a piece of that. Yeah, Paul.
1: And you can make the case that they had, the on their roster, they had the most talented wide receiver of all time at one point. Calvin Johnson, if you said talent, he might be number one. And Barry Sanders, he might be the most talented running back of all time.
3: Yeah, and nothing to show for it. Yep. Absolutely nothing to show for it. Andrew in Chicago. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today?
6: Hey, what's up, DP? Six uh, foot one, two hundred. Uh, all right, so the top half of the draft this year isn't that exciting for us Browns fans.
7: So I want to
3: make do the Oh, we're not doing well, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, you don't have good phone connection. That that's that's a bad start on draft day. <laughs> bad start on draft day. You know, and and here's Cleveland hosting the draft, and normally Cleveland would have like a top five. Top 10 pick. I mean, in in a good way, you know, you got your fans that'll stay around till what, pick 26 for the Cleveland Browns. Normally, it's like, uh, hey, we got a couple of first-round picks here. Not the case with Cleveland this year. Yeah, Paul? A few years
1: ago, was it in Philly? I think they had the 14th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was a Redick? Or I can't remember who they took. They, they took, took Barnett, I think. Yeah, Barnett. D- uh, Derek Barnett out of uh, Tennessee. The minute they took him, the place was like a mass exodus. Mm. A third of the fans just bolted.
3: And if you're in Cleveland, make sure you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Make sure you see the, uh, and maybe today's a bad day, <laughs> but uh, like Saturday. And go to the Green Day exhibit, by the way. Because I, I, I was staying in my lane, and I decided that I was going to swerve and get out of my lane and go study up on Green Day. Billy Joe Armstrong. Yes, yes, McLuhan.
5: I've actually never been. Is it a cool museum?
3: Yeah, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
5: Yeah, but you know, other hall. There's some lame Hall of Fame.
3: Where's out it, there. What's the lame
5: Hall of Fame? Mm, don't make me say it on air. Have you been? Uh,
3: yeah, I don't want to say. <laughs> it. Have you been to Canton? <laughs> oh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. No, it's pretty cool, it's, but it, it, it's not. Oh, it doesn't match up with the Baseball Hall of Fame.
5: Yeah, actually, uh, basketball people Even, are critical of too, in Springfield.
3: Yeah. I thought it was kind of a unique experience there at the Basketball Hall of Fame, but um, Rockwell Hall of Fame is, I mean, there's just so much there and interchangeable parts where, you know, you you go in there and there'll be a car that somebody used to drive. Or you, you look and that's David Bowie's, you know, outfit from that album cover. You know, there's just so much stuff there. The one thing that hit me is every one of these artists is really tiny. You go... How did you how like jagger fits into that skinny little guy a well, twenty eight inch waist oh, there on these it, fellas it, it, maybe maybe like twenty four inch waist Bowie the same way like they're just really really slight like who's a big like literally a big rock star
1: oh physically big yeah I was going to say the, uh, the bassist for Nirvana is the biggest guy I've ever seen in a he's rock a, He's a tall fella. What's his
3: name, Nova yeah, yeah, Yeah. He's like 6'5",
5: isn't he? he Something really like that. He's a big dude. Wynn Butler always says the all-star basketball
3: games. Oh, that's Marcade Fire. Yeah, he's about 6'5".
1: Blake Shelton, he's country star. He looks like a beefy guy. Yeah. looks kind of tall. Yeah. Joey Ramone was tall.
3: He was. Yeah. Very, he was 6'6". Very 6'6", about 166". He was sort of a Devontae Smith, just a taller Devonte yeah. Smith. I think is what uh, Joey Ramone was.
1: That Bruno Mars looks like a little fella.
3: Yeah, he is. <laughs> I never met him, but yes, he is. Uh, but... You know who's super tall? Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, the drummer. But he's sitting down, so you don't see that he's tall. Fleetwood Mac. What is it about actors? You don't have a lot of tall actors, and you don't have a lot of tall, you know, musicians.
2: Uh, Billy Corrigan from from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. He's six three. Okay, That's pretty tall, rangy. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Todd.
6: Is that where larger than life came from? They're so tiny; they just look so much larger.
3: Yeah. Maybe up on the stage, though, that it's all a scale. If everybody is around the same, like Stephen Tyler, Like, you see Stephen Tyler, and you're like, "God, I, I could beat him up right now." Avril Lavigne's <laughs> we. He's we. Avril yeah. Lavigne. Avril Lavigne is we. Yeah. Yes, Todd.
7: <laughs> the Green Day wing that didn't give you the creeps a little bit. <laughs> You're going to make me sing the line? Is or, that, or it just wasn't funny? No, go ahead. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. <laughs> it all keeps adding up. I think I'm cracking up. But am I just paranoid? I my son? That's
3: didn't pretty you, spot on. Didn't you say you were going to do one line?
7: <laughs> I did. I got a little carried away there. I got excited.
3: <laughs> well, didn't Radiohead give us creep? They gave us the album creep. As yeah, a single, yeah, yeah. What was that? Was that the album title or just the uh, song? Not just the song. Oh, okay. Was that off of uh, Pablo, the Honey, oh, Pablo Honey? Oh, Pablo Honey. Yeah,
2: which was before the Bends. Oh,
3: the Benz. Radiohead. Yeah, I never. I ne- I I wasn't smart enough to understand Radiohead, and I that was one of those where people say, "You just how do I, how do you get Radiohead?" I go, "I don't know. I just don't get Radiohead." Oh, I guess you like Coldplay. I go. Yeah, I do. I like Coldplay. Oh, don't tell me you like you too. I I do. And you don't get Radiohead? I go, no. And then I don't want to get Radiohead because of people like that who say, don't you get Radiohead? Yeah, see. You run into that a lot? Enough. <laughs> like uh, weekly? Daily. Uh, really? I'm <laughs> no, not listening to Radiohead, all these people coming Daily. after me. Daily. Telling me I don't get it. So yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Go to Starbucks every single day. That did you figure through. out Radiohead yet, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're listening to the music I have on my car when I pull up. What is that? Uh, it's Chris Stapleton. Oh, did you get Radiohead yet? No. Venti Chai, please, with uh, almond milk. Yes, Tom. All right, Paul. All right, Seton. You <laughs> well, just sounded like yeah. my mom. You yeah, yeah. like rattles through all the kids. This is what my mom yeah. used uh, to Shan, do. Shan, Pat, Dave. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you.
2: Yeah, you. You. What you. Whatever. Say what you're going to say. You. I just did, We were talking about Wilco yeah. a while ago, and that was like a band that I never understood, mm. although everybody was like, you know, they're the best thing ever. So I've, I've gone back through that catalog a little bit and trying to figure that out.
3: But I liken those who like Wilco and want you to know that if something's wrong with you that you don't understand this band is sort of like soccer snobs where they go, Oh, you just don't get it. And then it'd be like Wilco. My brother's a big Wilco fan.
2: Well, It's a little bit like rush too, though. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get rush, but, but then there's obviously other people who are like, is the best music ever. I'm just not smart enough to get it. Yeah, That's smart music.
3: Yeah. I mean, Jeff Tweedy is, he's a wonderful artist. I, I just don't get Wilco. Yeah, Paul. You know, I've been listening to lately. There's a uh, station that
1: has they're playing Rolling Stone B sides, like obscure Rolling mm. Stone songs. I know all the hit songs, but they've got a lot of like really bluesy, soulful, <laughs> you know,
3: songs that are really good. Stop me up, will never stop. You've heard of them, Rolling Stone? I have, I have, I've heard of them. What do you think of that, Todd? I like that. All right, just thought I would you know, let you know that yeah. there's there's another singer in the, I got you. In the room we here. We can share the spotlight. It's fine. Let's take a break. Trey Lance is going to join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick show. Back after this. Have you heard of phone account takeover? This happens when cyber criminals trick your phone company to assign your phone number to a new SIM card, or they move your number to a new carrier. So then they have access to online bank accounts, credit cards, and more. This happened to one of my friends where Somebody from another country got in, got to his bank account because somehow they had the authorization. Crazy. Had to go to court to fight this. Cost him a couple hundred thousand dollars in legal fees just to try to get stuff back that's his. LifeLock is here to help you. They detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert. You have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at all businesses. Keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. They're there for you. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code is Patrick. LifeLock.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. At FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff and I host the Three and Out Podcast. Do you like football?
0: Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on a play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
1: Everything
2: from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself.
1: Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right-brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right-brand bacon.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Kentucky Derby, first Saturday in May. This weekend, 147th run for the Roses, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC. Get to your phone calls coming up, final uh, half hour of the show. He's Trey Lance of my North Dakota State Bison. It's not Bison's, it's Bison. And he joins us on behalf of uh, Old Spice, committed to helping guys build confidence and empowering them to reach their full potential. And you can learn more about how to help Big Sisters of America help draft the next generation of mentors and uh, more than 30,000 youth waiting to be matched up with a big at BigDraft21.com. Trey Lance joining us on the program. Trey, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I know you got a brother who's a pretty good football player. Your dad was a pretty good football player. How good was Dad? How how much does Dad tell you about how good Dad was?
7: <laughs> Thank you for having me first. I guess I, I've been a fan of the show for a really long time. Bro. This is exciting. Uh, my dad, he he'll he'll put on the tape, the VCR tape. Um, we actually have a, a old little TV that his, his VCR tape got stuck in, um, and he he refuses to to throw the TV away because the highlight tape is in there. What? Um, so.
3: Uh, so he played uh, small college. Southwest Missouri State. And then he was, he went to the Oilers, the Niners, and then he played what, Canadian Football League?
7: Yes, sir. Yeah, So he played at Southwest Minnesota State. It's in Marshall, Minnesota, where I grew up. Uh, yeah. Oilers, 49ers, uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the CFL, and then London Monarchs.
3: Ooh, London Monarchs. Now you could follow your dad and end up with the 49ers.
7: That is, uh, I understand that. It's a possibility.
3: <laughs> uh, are you sweating? Do you need some old spice there? Um, yeah, okay. I got some old spice. Okay, you don't have to tell me where you're going, but do you know where you're going?
7: I honestly do not, and I, and I wish I did. I wish I could be like, you know, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. I wish I could tell you that right now.
3: Okay, because we keep hearing the Niners aren't sure about Mac Jones and you. What have the yeah, Niners I, told you?
7: Um, just about the same thing as everyone else, honestly. Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, just have gotten to know me I had, had Zooms and obviously gotten to know football. Uh, but that, that's about it.
3: If you could ask the Niners a question, what would you ask?
7: I would ask them if they're going to draft
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite team growing up was who?
7: Never was a diehard, um, and I guess, NFL guy at all. Um, but Vikings, I was, you know, a Minnesota guy, obviously, growing up. So, like, AP, Brett Favre, those days were were uh, the prime for me.
3: Who plays the position the way you do? Like, former quarterback? Is there somebody that you look at and say, that's who I modeled my game after?
7: I try to, to put myself in the box of one guy, uh, just because anyone I'm going to say has obviously done really, really well in the league. Um, for me, obviously, I watch a ton of football, I uh, watch a ton of quarterbacks. I watch uh, Russell Wilson, Dak, you know, Deshaun, Carson. Uh, those are probably some of the biggest ones that I watch. Uh, but, yeah, I try to – you know, I, I'll leave it to you to, to give me the, the comparison.
3: I don't know if there is a comparison. I, like, I always get nervous when we try to compare because, you know, you start to look at somebody physically. I, I, I don't know what you're like mentally other than what somebody has told me that you're very bright, not just football bright, Um, but, you know, you got a sense of humor. You're not afraid of contact, you know, that they were trying to make you a defensive back or a linebacker. Isn't that crazy, though, when you look back? You could be a top-five pick and somebody wanted to make you a linebacker or a defensive back or a wide receiver, I believe, too, right?
7: Yeah, I mean, it it all works out how it's supposed to. I mean, I believe I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of crazy looking back and obviously I'm, I'm glad I believed in myself and I think that's what's, what's gotten me to me this point. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to change that.
3: Okay. I was told you were working out with Tom House's group with John Beck and you're working on your mechanics. Explain to me what you were working on.
7: Yeah. Their biggest thing got, you know, got the opportunity to work out, um, out there with those guys and learned a ton and got to throw with, you know, a ton of guys. Um, but their biggest thing for me is just focusing on weight shift and using my lower body. Um, not only when I need to. Um, my biggest thing was, you know, I, I didn't let my legs get in the way of my throwing. Uh, but now it's it's using it to my advantage, uh, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. And, and I think when you get to this next level, everybody's got talent. But can you throw somebody open? Uh, you know, the information that comes in from the sidelines into the huddle. Like those are things that can you how do you practice those things?
7: Yeah, I mean, learning is, I think, a skill. Just being at North Dakota State and learning our offense, I learned, you know, how to learn and learn how to learn football. Uh, so I think that will you know, a huge advantage for me as far as just coming in and being able to learn a new offense, ask the right questions, um, and be able to compete. You know, you can't compete if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but, yeah, I think it, that, that time at North Dakota State was invaluable for me.
3: Who gave you the best advice so far?
7: Uh, my, my offensive coordinator. Uh, his name is Coach Roll. Um, he's my offensive coordinator. His best piece of advice that, you know, he says, we say back and forth to each other is show up early, outwork everyone and make everyone around you better.
3: Where are you going to be tonight?
7: I'm um, in Cleveland yeah. right now. So I'm going to be in the green room with family and, and spend some time, obviously, get to hang out with them today a little bit. Um, but yeah, really excited for obviously the opportunity.
3: But you're a competitor. Is, is Trevor Lawrence better than you?
7: I mean, I I don't believe so, but he's going to tell you the same exact thing, and every guy in this draft class will tell you the same exact thing. Uh, He's super talented. Obviously, I think this draft class is going to be really, really special, especially at the quarterback position.
3: Yeah, because you have to have confidence in you, like Zach Wilson. You think you're better than Zach Wilson, right?
7: Yeah, and we were just at breakfast this morning, and he'll
3: he'll tell you the same exact thing. (laughs) Did you say to him at breakfast, hey, I'm better than you? (laughs)
7: <laughs> no nah, I didn't okay. But uh, I mean, like I said he, he would say the same exact thing
3: okay here's a really important question and I hope you'll give it great thought what are you wearing tonight because this lasts forever when, when we talk about Trey Lance and we show we do a big feature on Trey Lance and they'll show you with the commissioner and what are you wearing tonight
7: I can't tell you
3: what color this oh, suit is. Oh, come on. You're you're not going North Dakota State colors.
7: I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta leave you, you know, I I need you to this this way I know if I don't tell you, you'll at least look it up to check me out, you know? Okay so this way I can guarantee that you're gonna see it.
3: Okay, now I'm gonna watch the draft. I wasn't going to, but I'm gonna tune in. Yes. Well, how long do I have to watch before I see you in your suit? Like how how long do you think it is before you get up on stage?
7: (laughs) You'll you'll probably see it before the draft starts, I would imagine. Oh oh,
3: no, no, then I gotta watch the pre-show. You didn't say that, you said the draft. Now when you might have to
7: look on Twitter or something like that.
3: Okay, when the commissioner calls your name, handshake, hug, bro hug, other chest bump.
7: Hey, chest bump is still in, in, it's an option. The chest bump is an option. You know what? But I'm thinking probably hug. That's more my, my style.
3: Cause if you take down the commissioner.
7: Yeah, that might be an issue.
3: No, 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 no. Be, it be, it'd be great. Like you're so excited that if you did a chest bump with the commissioner, knocked him down.
7: Legend. Yeah, we, might to, Legend. we might have to plan something like that. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: All right. Let me see how you're doing as a pitch man here. Because Peyton Manning set the bar really high on quarterbacks, you know, being pitchmen. So let me hear your pitch for Old Spice.
7: Yeah, so I'm super excited and honestly proud to be partnered with Old Spice. Um, everything they're doing, their partnership with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, you know, putting the spotlight on mentorship. Uh, and for me, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today without. All the mentors in my life, whether it was coaches, you know, older players, or, or just people in the communities that I've grown up in, um, so their, you know, commitment to helping guys in the younger generation build confidence and reach their true potential through mentorship uh, is something that I value, and I think that's why I'm so proud to be partnered with an organization like this. And, and obviously, you can check out more at BigDraft21.com.
3: And you look, you know, you wouldn't even know you were reading that. You delivered it so well. But see, that's just an inside. Somebody who's on TV, I understand it, Trey. See, uh, if I'm a defensive back, I'm reading your eyes right now, and that's not good. I might have. I got a sheet. I
7: got a cheek sheet. I'm not going
3: to to But I'm surprised you didn't have it on your wristband, like your cheek <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's That's for next time. All
3: right. Hey, good luck. Great story. Um, make sure you hug you know, the family, because they they help get you there and let them know how much they mean to you as well, because it's going to happen so quickly, and you're going to be going in a million different directions, but uh, good luck, okay?
7: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Okay, That's Trey Lance. He doesn't know where he's going. I don't know where he's going. He didn't lose a game as a starter at North Dakota State. And I I know they love the show at North Dakota State in the uh, football department there, so He probably uh, was forced to watch this, but uh, we appreciate that. Yes, Paul. I
1: I wish you could have been on this side of the glass during that interview and watch everyone's mood swing towards Trey Lance. If if, if we put out a mock draft based on our side (laughs) of the room right now, he'd be number one overall.
2: Oh, my draft board is a mess right now. (laughs) Love that guy.
1: (laughs) He seemed like a blast.
3: Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did a little research on his father because I thought, you know, He's he is in the car wash. So when you're representing these companies and you go through draft week, everybody, you know, you get five to seven minutes. He's 20 years of age. And I always think of this because I have children who are 22 through 29. And I know what knuckleheads they can be. And if I was asking these kind of questions, I mean, I don't know how they would do, but he's 20 years of age. And, and, and you know, he's going to eventually take over a a billion dollar business because he is, he's going to be the quarterback for a football team and they're all worth a billion dollars. He's 20 years of age. And that's where, and I was told by, you know, somebody who, you know, it's close to the uh, program that he's exceptionally bright as just a person student, not just football, but yeah, uh, you know, there were schools that were going to draft him to play defensive back, Linebacker, wide receiver. By the way, I got a, a defensive player who I think is going to be one of those boom or bust, and I'm really fascinated with him. And I think it's the right player for the Dallas Cowboys to draft. How about that? Yeah, Billy. Did
1: you just invent a new segment off the draft called boom or bust?
3: Or it could be bust or boom. Boom. Bust Buster boom. Not to be confused with bust or busted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to infringe on your territory there. Well, mine
2: is is post-draft. Oh. So it's like a few years down the road from now we'd be doing this year's Buster Busted.
3: By the way, if you're curious, uh, Trey Lance's numbers in 2019, he threw 28 touchdown passes. He rushed for 14 touchdowns. He didn't throw an interception. What's his quarterback rating, McLovin? <laughs> What's his QBR? You know, college quarterback <laughs>
5: rating goes up to 200 or something, because Justin Field is 178.8. I have no idea what that means.
3: Well, take a break. I'll tell you who I think would be the ideal player for the Dallas Cowboys. Coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show.
4: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
1: If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
2: You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly...
0: Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Boy, a lot of great reaction with Trey Lance. Very likable kid. Hey, give him credit, not me. I just asked the questions. McLovin just sent me the college football player stats QBR. Mac Jones QBR this year was 203. Next was Zach Wilson Grayson McCall, who was the quarterback at Coastal Carolina. Kyle Trask is in there as well. Uh, Who else do I care? Sam Howell is also up there. Justin Fields is eighth on the list. Spencer Rattler. Trevor Lawrence was 10th at 169. I don't know what any of that means, but I did ask for it. McLovin gave it to me. This is what I'm hearing right now. Just got a text. And... uh, I've been talking about the Cowboys and Kyle Pitts and what they're going to do. And I think Denver is going to take a, a defensive back and maybe they take Patrick Sertan. So the Cowboys need defensive help. Micah Parsons is the guy. Linebacker out of Penn State. Sat out this last year. COVID concerns. Sean Lee just retired. I got Micah Parsons, who is a extremely athletic four three 4440 maybe? I think a four for a guy who weighs what, two hundred and forty pounds. That's what I'm told that would be one of those boom or bust like you got a guy that's gonna be really impactful here. Now, you know, there's concerns about him, but look I'm not in the war room and I haven't interviewed him. I just know from what I'm told that's if if you're the cowboys, you know, don't do anything crazy be smart. You've you've helped build this team by being smart. Doesn't mean Jerry will, but Micah Parsons is the person that uh, my, my source said, that's the guy. And he's one of those guys, you're not quite sure where he's going to go. He could go really high, or he could go really low in the first round. Yes, Paulie?
1: I wonder if people look at, is it Devin White from LSU with yeah. Tampa last year? He seemed to be a real impact guy, and you know it's been a while since middle linebackers were a hot property in the draft. But Devin White was really a standout last year.
3: Yeah, I thought he was special. I, and, and he stood out. The previous year when Jameis Winston was the quarterback, and I started to see you know, the, how good the defense could be. In the last you know, six games of the year, last half of the year, I thought that they were an elite defense. So I, nothing they did in the Super Bowl surprised me because I thought they won the Super Bowl because of their defense. But you get these impact players, and Levante David, they just re-signed. You know, Shaq Barrett. Like, these are names you don't hear in the draft. Like, you don't remember, oh, wait, I remember when he got... You don't. Without those players, Tampa doesn't win a Super Bowl. We can get caught up in running back, wide receiver, quarterback. But if you don't have somebody who can block those guys or somebody who can get after the quarterback, I mean, that's, that's how the Super Bowl was won and lost last year. Kansas City couldn't block... The defensive players on Tampa Bay. That's it. Plain and simple. You know, block and tackle. <laughs> I mean, that's what the game was built upon. But we love to add everything else in there. Patrick Mahomes, awesome. If he doesn't have time to throw, average. Tom Brady, awesome. Doesn't have time to throw, average. All right, last call for Hot takes. Does anybody have a hot take that they want to Wait, do you have another bet to pie to the face here? Uh, yeah, cuz it's how hot is it if you don't have a bet to wow. go Wow. Okay, let's recap McLovin. I'm going to lose a bet to McLovin. 3 years ago I said Trevor Lawrence would not be the number 1 pick in the draft. So I have a pie coming my way tomorrow. Right. Seaton and McLovin have a bet as well. Yes, Seaton. You know, I also have a I have two pies that
2: I'm owed, two surprise pies that I'm owed from I think like a trailblazers bet I made last basketball season that nobody's ever paid up on that. Anytime there's a pie mentioned a bunch of people on Twitter are like, yeah, like you ever pay up on your bets anyway. I'm like, I'm not, I can't hit myself in the face with the pie, dude. Yeah, you can. I mean, I could, but okay. So I still, I'm, I'm still plus two in pies. Okay.
3: Yes, Michael. <laughs> now, say, say Justin Fields just, falls to 15. I just had a snot bubble.
5: If he falls 15, I'm due seven pies. Can I take Seton's plus two <laughs> off of my pies? Can I credit them to no, my no, pie no, account?
3: Way too complex here. <laughs> yeah. Way, way too. No pie trading. Yes, Paul. I have a
1: declaration, a I'm going to say. Declaration. And if I lose, I will take a pie. Okay. Uh, based mostly off the interview last segment with Trey Lance. <laughs> I will declare that Mac Jones will not be selected in the top 10 of tonight's draft. Oh! And I'll take a pie for it. Now, what I want in return is if I win my bet against nobody, all our rejoins tomorrow are rush songs. That's not a lot to ask. Mm, It is.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. We've been on a
2: pretty good rush run this week. I got a Probably played them like five times already this week. I'm in a good mood. Yeah,
3: but there's only like, you know,
2: four hits to all play. Right, all right. <laughs> 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 all
4: right.
3: Okay, I think that's a fair bet. If that, I, get, I get hot. My neck gets hot when you I say know, stuff like you that. I know, you've got to stop. My
1: head and neck area get hot. Okay,
3: let's go time. Uh, Mac Jones does not go in the top ten. Ish. Yes. Ten. He's not getting drafted in the top ten. So the over under is ten and a half. Yep. So so he either he has to go eleven or higher. Uh, for me to win. Or lower. Is it higher or lower, McLevin? I never
5: know. You go Yeah. But you're drafted higher, but you're really lower. I don't know. Okay. I got a draft bet. I, I don't want
3: <laughs> What did you just say? You didn't I don't know. Me out of.
5: I have a draft bet, okay. but I don't want to be part of it. I think a fair draft bet is which Alabama wide receiver goes first, because it seems like a coin toss based on mock drafts between Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. I don't know if anyone in the room knows
3: anything. By the way, just got this from uh, my source. Uh, Micah Parsons is a guy Denver likes too, and they're at nine. Makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys. Parsons does have some character concerns, which never bothers Jerry Jones. So Actually, I think it entices him. (laughs) You have character issues. Uh, uh, We're here for you. (laughs) Yes, Eden?
2: I think Micah Parsons goes to the Dolphins. At six? And then I think, uh, doesn't it feel more like the Eagles – like it's like which of the Alabama wide receivers the Eagles are drafting. You know after, for sure they're taking after one. After
3: screwing up on a wide receiver last year, they get it right this year. Yes, McLeod. I
5: think Vegas has the other cornerback going to the Eagles, J.C. Horn. Oh, yeah, J.C. Horn. Is he out of South Carolina? Yeah, he's yeah. Joe Horn's son. That's the oh, yeah. Vegas favorite, but the wide receivers are right there for them,
1: too. Yes, Paulie? If he was Michael Parsons, he'd be so much less athletic and less intimidating. Well, Micah Parsons sounds like he can run yeah, and he's yeah, tough.
2: Yeah. And do, don't the Dolphins have 18, too?
3: Yes. That's where he goes. 18. Yeah, I think he's off the board before that. Hot, 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 hot. Uh, yeah, you, you want to throw some a, pinks? No, I already, I already. You I can get, take the Prius. No, I get it. And I'll get, I, you get my Mercedes. Yeah, or what? Well, you know, one of the other toys. You I, can do that, I even fair swap. But I got a pie coming my way tomorrow anyway. Like Trevor Lawrence is going to number one overall, so I walk in knowing is is everybody invested some way somehow in the first round tonight? Yes. Todd.
7: I'm going to jump in and say my Broncos are going to either take Parsons or Sertan. So I would get a pie in the face if it's any other player okay? except for Parsons or Sertan. That's
3: boring, but we'll take it. Welcome welcome to the party, Todd. Yes, Seaton. What if we just
2: had, since everybody's got a bunch of pies on the line, <laughs> a, like a pie free-for-all? Like we just get 30 pies together like, and just chuck them all like, at each Like,
1: other. like a, if Game of Thrones and Poppin' and Fresh got together.
2: Exactly. We would just like, it's just every man for himself. Pie smash a Palooza.
1: Well, but I'm only getting one. <laughs> the
5: way you're just setting this draft up, I'm getting ten because you keep pushing these Justin Fields teams away saying Denver doesn't want
3: what Michael we, we need a pie sponsor. So you want to have a pie palooza tomorrow. <laughs> it could I'm just I'm just throwing it out there as an option. Maybe Cheesecake Factory could sponsor there you us. Go.
5: That's a dense pie to get in the face so. Yeah, I know. You
2: could make great snowballs, I bet, out of cheesecake. Mm. This day in sports
3: history, Pauline. Uh,
1: 1961, you like this one, Dan. ABC's Wide World of Sports premiered. Mm. Cliff diving. From Acapulco. Yeah, rolling cheese down a hill in, in <laughs> England. All that good stuff. Yeah, Is that it? Yeah. Eh, they're all negative. It's always like someone's getting arrested from the Mets. That's about it.
3: I saw where, didn't we talk to uh, Keith Hernandez about them doing a 30 for 30 or documentary on the 86 Mets? And it's in the works. Coming out. Let's go around the room. Let's go to Todd. Todd, what did you learn on today's award-nominated program?
7: When the Chargers running back once saw all these kids around Phillip Rivers, that would be Austin Eckler, he thought it was a meet-and-greet, not
6: all his children. All right.
5: McLovin? Daniel Jeremiah tried to talk you into
3: taking Trey Lance at number three in the role-playing exercise, and he failed. A little role-playing there. Who would have thought? If I was going to role-play today, I didn't think it would be with Daniel Jeremiah. Let's put it that way. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Trey Lance, best quarterback in the draft. Best personality. Uh, Paulie? Based off today's interview, Trey Lance is going to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) He's skipping the NFL. What we learned brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, built-equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. If you don't have Peacock, get Peacock, download it, because tomorrow... Pie Palooza here on the Dan Patrick show. We'll talk to you then. Have a great day.